Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Life Beyond Business podcast. I'm so excited because you guys are in for a treat. This is my first ever guest interview on the show, and today I'm sitting down with Ida Winstead. Ida and I actually met as part of the founding members group of Elizabeth McCravey's Booked Out Designer course. Recently, she even started a mentorship program as part of her business, and I was one of the designers that she mentored starting out. Let me give you just a little bit more background on who Ida is before we hop into the interview. She's the owner of Hicket Design Co., which is a brand and short website design company that serves creative entrepreneurs, and she's also the host of the Higa Hour podcast. I'll be linking to her podcast in the show notes because it's amazing and you should definitely go listen after you listen to this episode. After moving to the U.S. from Norway and finding that American corporate life wasn't for her, she's made it her mission to help other entrepreneurs bring more Higa and less hustle to their lives through strategic design and increased confidence so that they can work less and enjoy a life a little more. When she's not busy designing away, you can find her hanging out with her high school sweetheart husband or working on their fixer-upper in Raleigh. So again, Ida's amazing. I'm so excited for you guys to hear from her and hear her perspective as someone who is European, you know, lived that culture for most of her life and then came to America and really has found a way to blend both cultures in the way that she lives her life and runs her business. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the interview. Hey y'all, I'm Maya Palmer, a brand and website designer who empowers nonprofits and small businesses to meet their growth goals and your host for the Life Beyond Business podcast. My own questions about genuine community and leadership in the entrepreneur space inspired me to create this podcast so that we can learn together. In our online business world, it's so easy to let comparison, competition, and the daily hustle keep us from truly getting to know each other as real people outside of entrepreneurship. So I'm sharing my experiences and sitting down with leaders I admire to chat about what they're learning in life and how those lessons have impacted their businesses. Here, you'll learn about life and business from a fresh, relatable perspective that typical how-to content doesn't offer. Let's explore how you can lead an intentional life grow your business, and make a positive impact while you're at it. From lighthearted conversations to opening up about our struggles, each episode honors our unique life experiences. Ready to be inspired? Come join the conversation. I saved you a seat. Hey, Ida, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited. This will be like the first official interview that airs after like my meet the host episode, but I wanted to have you on here because I think you're such a great example of someone who doesn't let their business rule their life, and I love how you blend the two and your perspective on it. So just for anyone who's not familiar with you, would you start out by talking about how you got into entrepreneurship and just a little bit of your life backstory. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much. Um, so I started out as an entrepreneur kind of randomly. I, My husband and I, we flip houses. And so I was actually listening to Jenna Kutcher's podcast when mm-hmm. we were flipping houses because I paint and stuff while we we're doing that. So I was painting baseboards and it kind of takes a long time. So I was listening to that and kind of heard about virtual assistants and becoming a VA. And I was like, Oh, I could do that. And then I kind of got into it 
long story short, that was not for me. But on the way, I stumbled across kind of like the design world. And I was like, hey, I can figure that out. Um, And so I was doing kind of like design work here and there while I was working full time and trying to figure it all out. And then my business wasn't really doing much, but I knew I had what it took to make it work. And then I was laid off for my nine to five job. And that kind of like pushed me. Um, My husband and I, we had a conversation that day and it was like, do I go back and search for a new job or to just take this opportunity and try to make it work? And for me, I really don't think I would have like taken the leap if I hadn't had that opportunity present itself like that. Because it's scary, you know, taking that, making the decision to go full time. Yeah, I love that you were brave enough to go from nine to five to jumping into entrepreneurship. And then once you were in entrepreneurship, pivoting until you found what worked for you. I love how you persevered and didn't give up. Yeah, thank you. It's not easy, you know, when you're in it and it's like, you don't really know, is it working? And it feels really hard. But I also knew that the American like nine to five lifestyle was not for me. I hated it. And I had had several different jobs in like corporate America. And it wasn't just the job. It was like the lifestyle and like everything like that, that I didn't like. So I knew I wanted more for myself. And that's kind of where entrepreneurship came in as the perfect solution. And I love your perspective being from Europe, because for anyone who doesn't know, you're from Norway and you came as an exchange student. And so what was it like coming to America for the first time? And what was your perspective on or I guess initial impression of like the culture and things like that. Yeah. So the first time I came, I think I was 17. I was a junior in high school and I had wanted to do this forever. And I knew all about like the American culture. I had studied it so much and it was literally such a dream come true moving over here and living with the host family that I didn't know before and just kind of like trying to be as American as I could. And a part of my story of entrepreneurship too is kind of the fact that during that year, I became really, really good at hiding and kind of pretending like I was American. And most people, unless they know, um, can't really pick up on it. I don't have to tell people anymore. Like nobody asked me like where I'm from. Um, and so I became really good at that because it was kind of like, you know, as a teenager, that's your mission is to just blend in as well as you can. Um, and then in entrepreneurship that really doesn't work well at all. You really want to do everything in your power to not blend in. So that was a different, um, kind of experience for me there to figure all that out. But yeah, coming here as an exchange student was incredible and I'm so, so glad I did. Yeah, I'm so glad that you had a good experience and I could especially relate to, you know, being a teenager, you want to blend in, but I'm so glad that you've really uh, infused your European roots into your business now. And I know growing up, my older sister went to UNC Chapel Hill and one of her good friends was from China and she actually came and spent Thanksgiving with us one year and it was just so cool to learn from her about her culture. And then I have an aunt who's from France. So I just love to hear different people's perspectives and how we can like blend different cultures, because I think especially as someone who's been in America all my life, there's things that you don't even realize that are a part of your culture that someone else might see differently. Yeah, for sure. I was actually talking to a friend of mine the other day and she was asking about my business and I was like, yeah, I've taken like, I think six weeks off so far this year, just completely off of work. And she goes, oh, that's so European of you. And I wanted to talk about that, too, because I know your business name is Higa Design Co. Because the Higa is of such an important part of your life. So will you explain what that is 
to everyone and kind of how it impacts the way that you live your life and run your business? So when I first kind of wanted to make the transition from like virtual assistant into design and kind of like was figuring out what I wanted to do, my husband and I were actually in the parking lot of home home goods. I like specifically remember it. And I was like, I don't feel like my name is like what I want my business to be. I was pretty shy at the moment or at that time. And I didn't have the confidence that I felt like I needed to like stand behind my name. I wanted something else that I could hide behind again. Um, cause that felt easier, but then I also wanted something that would allow me to share my story more and really show up with ease. And I wanted something that was memorable, but still true to me and unique in its own way. And we were kind of just sitting in the parking lot and I was like, Hey, get that's it. Like it had recently become pretty popular. There was a book that was like going around Target. So people knew mm-hmm. of it, but they didn't necessarily know it super well. But it was enough that it wasn't such like a foreign concept. So people wouldn't have any idea what it was. Um, and I'd also noticed how quickly the entrepreneurship world can lead to this roller coaster of like hustle and glorified hustle. And mm-hmm. I wanted a business name that could really remind myself of why I started this business in the first place, which was not to just work more and more and more, but really to focus on what matters most and build a business that allows me to live the kind of life that I want. And so that's kind of where that came from. And then for people who aren't aware, Higgin means... Basically, it's like a calm, comfortable time with people you love or an absence of frustrations. A lot of times it's like you can picture sitting with a blanket and a hot cup of coffee or your favorite drink in front of like a fireplace. It's kind of more like a feeling rather than like a thing or an emotion Mm -hmm. or anything like that. But that's kind of how I like to describe it. You are so right about how it can be easy to get into that hustle, hustle, hustle as a business owner. And, you know, we start businesses often so we can have more freedom and it can support the life we want. But then we just work around the clock. And especially when you're starting out, you know, you probably will work more hours. But I think it's important to start as soon as you can thinking about what kind of life do I actually want to live and how can my business support that and how can I start doing little things now to make sure that my business isn't just taking over my life. So what's an easy way that you think that someone could start implementing more? I won't say work-life balance because I don't think there's a perfect balance, but just more boundaries and ensure that they're living the life they want and not just running their business. I think that's so important. And like you said, I think early on in our businesses, we like to say like, oh, it's okay because when I get to whatever it is, then I'll slow down or then I'll create better boundaries or then I'll enjoy life more. But the scary thing with that is that it quickly just snowballs and you never fully get there. And so I think it's important, like you said, to just really make it a priority right from the start. And so rather than like working around the clock, figure out now, what do you want your boundaries to look like? What do you want your life to look like? And what do you want your business to do for you? Because I think then you can kind of work backwards and whatever doesn't fit into the hours that you've allowed yourself to work, well, then you can't do it. You know, and that sounds very simple, but um, sometimes that will force you to raise your rates or maybe become more realistic about what you can make or focus more during those actual hours that you're spending working. Because I know... (laughs) myself included. I'm very good at like distractions and 
you know, not prioritizing what I should be or shiny objects. And especially early on in my business, that was such a struggle. Like you see somebody else offering something and you're like, oh, I should do that too. And then next thing you know, you're not working on what you're supposed to be working on at all. And so you think you're spending all this time working on your business because yeah, you kind of are, but nothing is really like coming out of that. And I think that's important to recognize too, like especially early on so that you can become better at trying to create some sort of balance in your life. That's such good advice. Because I definitely felt that way too, where like, I was like, when I get to a certain point, then I'll start having more boundaries. But I realized that if I don't start in small ways now, then I'll just get used to it. It'll become a habit and I won't want to change later. Yes, exactly. I think those bad habits are so hard to break. So it's a lot easier when you have the time early on in your business to teach yourself to work within certain boundaries. And then as Mm -hmm. your work grows, you kind of learn to fit it in there and become more efficient and learn new techniques to just make it all happen. I think that's a big thing I've learned from you too, to just see things from a different perspective where Things don't have to take as long if you don't want them to, or like they don't have to be hard all the time. Like my custom design process used to be like six to eight weeks. I was juggling four to six clients at a time. And you helped me change that to just being one client two weeks at a time. And it felt so much more manageable to me, but it took you saying, hey, I do things this way for me to say, oh, well, maybe I don't have to stick with this process if it's not working for me. Yes, exactly. I think, you know, again, that goes back to entrepreneurship, like we're the boss of our businesses. And so why are we building businesses that feel more like prisons than freedom? Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times we do. And then we, you know, we look back and we're like, how did I get here? This is not what I signed up for. So I think it's just so important to really become aware of that early on in our businesses. And then take a look at, okay, where am I headed? And even like now going into the new year, or when this is launching, it is the new year. Um, recognizing, okay, what do I want this year to look like? What kind of boundaries do I want? What kind of personal time do I want for myself? And then fit your work into whatever is left, not the other way around. Yeah, I love that. And then just getting more into you and how you run your business. I know you mentioned earlier that you first took the dive into entrepreneurship because you were laid off from your job and then also you ended up choosing a niche that was hit pretty hard by the pandemic. So what was navigating all those challenges like for you in your business and personally and what did you learn about perseverance from all that? So I chose to really niche down into the wedding industry in the middle of the pandemic. And obviously weddings were shut down. So I did feel a little bit of a trickle effect there from, you know, they're not making money. So they're really not going to spend as much money. But at the same time, I just felt like this was the right thing. It fit well with my design style, which was important to me that I could design something that felt easier. Um, Obviously, we can all design in whatever styles, but our own styles come more easily to us. And I noticed that the more I just kind of trusted that it was going to work out, it ended up doing that. And, you know, after that initial shock had kind of settled for people, a lot of people were realizing like, Hey, I have this time right now to invest in myself and my business. I have this opportunity right now to work on my website and work on my branding that I won't have next year when things hopefully open back up. And so people started investing. And then for me, that really snowballed where 
you know, I became known for my designs and kind of how I serve the wedding industry pros and the fact that I know the industry so well. And then that ended up actually working out really well for me. Um, cause now people are like, they don't have to explain to me what they do or how their processes work. Cause I already understand that. Cause that's who I work with. And that's been really cool for me. And I think that's part of how I've been able to grow my business this year so much. And I love something that you said there. Uh, once you started to believe that it could work out, then it did. Because I think so much of it is mindset too. Like if you're thinking, you know, nobody's going to book right now and you're kind of afraid to show up, that has an impact on it too. Oh, most definitely. I think, you know, business is such a mindset game. And I think I've grown so much like mentally since I became a business owner. I feel a lot more calm in most situations, honestly, because I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll work out, whatever it is. Like, um, and I think clients are the same way, like really believing in like abundance and that there are clients out there for everybody and that there are clients who are right for just you and they will find you. And, um, I think that's just so important. So they will come, but sometimes it's, it takes longer and it can be difficult to kind of believe in that when it feels like nothing is working. Yeah. And now I'm going to segue a little bit, but another thing that I really admire about you, and I'll talk about this a little bit in the intro, but we met through Elizabeth McCravey's booked out designer course and Facebook group. And you were like one of the most helpful people in the whole group especially like when we were just getting into it, because I'm pretty shy. So it'll take me a while to warm up to people. But you were like hopping in right away, helping everybody. And you weren't just like stating random facts. Like it was really, truly helpful advice. And you were like, weren't afraid to share, you know, the good stuff that some people might hold back on. So um, does that come naturally to you? Or is that something that you had to work at? Oh, well, thank you. Um, I would say it comes pretty naturally to me. I'm a bigger, big sister. So I think that part of it, you know, I'm always giving my siblings advice. Um, and even in college, I would always like be helping people, telling people what classes to take or how they can could get out of college easier, um, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And then I think when I joined Booked Out Designer, I'd been wanting to join the course for so long. But when I entered, I was actually booked out, mm -hmm. which was insane to me. And I never thought that that would be me. Like I never imagined that would be my story. And so I was very intentional when I joined that I didn't want anybody to feel less than because I've been in those rooms where you feel like you don't belong because you haven't made that yet or like you're not booked out yet. So I was like, I really have this opportunity now to be that person that I wish I'd had mm -hmm. when I was struggling in my business, but I was trying to make it work and I was trying to invest. And so I know also being a fellow shy person, how impactful it can be when somebody reaches out to you that you maybe wouldn't have taken that first step. So I really wanted to kind of be that person I wish I'd had, if that makes sense. No, definitely. And I love how you said you're a big sister, because I think that impacts like how like the person that we grow up to be and stuff too, because I'm the baby of three. So I can definitely see that. Like I had a feeling you were a big sister. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I have one more question for you. That is something that I'm going to be asking everybody. And it's what's one thing that you wish people knew about you that might not be obvious from your Instagram feed? Most of my life is on my Instagram feed, I feel like. But I always love to tell people like, you know, not your entire life needs to be part of your brand. Um, one thing that you probably wouldn't know is that my, my husband actually played college football. So we go to a lot of football games. 
I think I went to two this weekend. Really? That wasn't that bad. But um, yeah, we have gone to a lot of football games and we'll travel for football games and stuff like that. And when he played in college, I went to every home game and most of the away games that he had. That's awesome. Yeah, if you have an athlete in the family, then you'll definitely get into the sport more. Yep, for sure. Growing up like in the South, like uh, everyone wanted to go to football games. I didn't understand it as much. Finally, in high school, I started to understand it. But my older brother played soccer growing up, so I knew all about soccer and loved that. Yeah, I kind of had to learn because he was playing. And so I was like, I'm going to be at these games every weekend. I better just start <laughs> understanding what's going on. So, And I love that you guys are high school sweethearts, too. Uh, both my parents are. They met on the school bus when they were 15. No way. Yeah, so they've known each other a really long time. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, it's always really cute. And then last question, where can everybody connect with you further, learn about being your client, all that good stuff? Yeah, so I'm at Higa Design Co. basically everywhere. And then I also have a podcast called the Higa Hour Podcast, where I talk about business and price strategy, mindset, all the fun stuff, and also how to juggle building a business where you are adding more Higa and less hustle to your life. Thank you so much, Ida, for coming on the show. I know everybody's going to love this episode. Thank you so much for having me. Wow, that was good stuff, right? To keep the inspiration coming, hit play on another episode. For show notes and links mentioned, head to mylpalmerdesigns.com slash podcast. Thanks for being here.